0: Hi, it's Jason Minnick. You're listening to r in the, the morning on 94.1 San Antonio, San Antonio Sports, Star. Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. It's R&R r in the morning, though. One R stands for something different. That's RJ Ochoa. I'm Rob Thompson. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. The ripple effects from the loss on Sunday we're going to feel for a long time. Uh Let's talk about it with one that knows that his name is Clarence Hill Jr. He is a writer with the Fort Worth Star-Telegram and a regular with us and uh, one of our very best guests of the week. We'd like to welcome him on. Morning, Clarence. Uh How's life up there in the Metroplex today?
1: Cold, cold, cold. Inside and outside. Cold as weather is, you know, in the ten uh, 10 degrees and... You know, everybody has cold hearts because of what happened on Sunday? No one saw that coming.
0: Uh, man, appropriate weather—just bitter, painful, cold weather. Oh
1: my God! Uh, y'all got some <laughs> snow?
0: Y'all got? Did you get some snow?
1: Oh, lots of snow. Good, lots good, good. Of snow, lots of snow. It's, 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 uh, we had a, you know, it was Packers weather. That was crazy. It was Packers weather. We leave the game and snow was on the ground. The next day, wake up and nothing. I mean, it's, it's Packers weather here in Dallas.
0: He is Clarence Hill Jr. writes for the Fort Worth Star Telegram. What stopping by for his weekly? Okay, yesterday was uh, outtake day, outbrief day. Everybody showed up. They had the individual meetings. That's never a fun day, especially when it's early in January. Um, what, what does it feel like? It feels. Like, does it feel like does t- for you that this was a kind of a franchise-changing moment? That. What the Cowboys are going to be is going to be very different from what they were yesterday. And
1: and, and just know, I, I've been doing these days since 1997. Okay, four playoff wins. I've, I've been doing this this post mortem, you know, go catch guys as they're leaving, packing bags, and everything else. And you know, it's it's always a bad day, but for this franchise, for this Cowboys team, you know, in after the 28 years of futility and them really thinking that this year was an opportunity for them to do something. Yeah. It, the gut punch is different for them and for the fan base and everybody else. It just, it feels like something is different because change has to happen. Change has to occur. Um, Jerry Jones talked to the team yesterday, he told him in no uncertain terms that they have to win now. And, and, and you know, in, in, in the urgency of now and, and, I don't know how you say the urgency is now and not make change because I don't know how you can sell this to the fan base without making changes yeah. going into next year.
2: Clarence, I think you know where the reckoning is happening is you know people say if not now, win. But you had a quarterback playing at an MVP level, you had maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL, the incredible home field advantage, you know the amazing defense, like. What, what more do they need, right? Like, like, what, what more could you have dreamt up for, for things to have worked out for them? Um, which is, you know, maybe why it is such an unsettling feeling.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's, you know, the way they were playing, the way things were set up. Um, it, it seemed like the Cowboys, this was the Cowboys' opportunity. You know, you know, I, I look at, I, I'd say that 2007 was the best opportunity. To get to the Super Bowl since 1995, you had that 13 and 3 team mm-hmm. with Rumble. You had a wild card team and in the Giants coming in here, uh, who you had beaten twice during the record season, they come in and steal your glory and go win the Super Bowl. I think that was a gut punch. But because of all the years of futility after that, and to get this opportunity again 12 and 5 you have two home games hopefully before you have the nfc championship game at least you get the nfc championship game this was their biggest hope to do that since then which is why jerry thinks this is probably the most painful playoff loss because of everything that's gone and it's just hard to to reconcile And, and 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 again it's not just the loss. It was how you lost. It was the no-compete. It was getting your doors blown off and falling behind 27 nothing at home. You had all these fans were with a out, Everybody excited. And for you to go out there and lay an egg like that, you don't stop anybody on defense. You have two interceptions in the first half of offense. Again, it's the second time in three years you have a home playoff game, and you are flat to start the game, which is why, you know, as much as Jerry Jones – has told um, and been confident with Mike McCart throughout the season about his future, all bets are off, you know, because this starts at the top, you know. um, They were out-coached. You know, they were out-prepared. They were flat. They were not ready to play. I don't know who that goes on beside the head coach.
0: He is Clarence Hill Jr., the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, and been through these storms enough before to know that this just – feels so different so it it does feel like there's change at the top coming uh there's no way that dan quinn's coming back regardless right i mean he's going to get another job um but if he didn't get offered would there even be a place
1: for him yeah i mean that's the thing about it is is that you know Dan Quinn has been an apple of Jerry's eye. There was somehow he was moved away from Mike McCarthy. He was always in love with Dan Quinn. The last two years, you know, he you know he gave Dan Quinn a raise last year before he put Mike McCarthy in an uncomfortable position by saying Dan Quinn could be a future coach of the Cowboys. I uh, wouldn't reason why Jerry's not talking after uh, this week on the radio because he put his foot in his mouth two years ago. And, <laughs> you know, and, and said too much on the radio, and, and they frustrated, and upset Jerry Jones is why he's not talking. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Dad Quinn has head coaching interviews. This has four head coach interviews this week, and this is not including a coming interview with Seattle. He's I mean, still a hot commodity on the coaching circuit, but I'm gonna tell you, his defense was worse than the offense on Sunday, and his defense has been getting the clown suit put on him by anybody um, that does motion, different things. You know, the the, the hand coaching tree; uh, those guys, uh, you know, just have a way with with, with Dad Quinn's defense and the inability to stop the run, we already understood that those small linebackers playing, uh, basically, uh, six defensive backs against a heavy front, run, rush front was, was a problem. But guys were just running wide open. I just don't, I mean, the tight end looked like he was catching a putt in the fourth quarter, fourth quarter. Third. I mean, just so, there was no one around him. He turns around with his, you know, face to the quarterback and, you know, just catches a pop-up pass. I mean, the guys were, I mean, they did not, Turn the ball over. They did not set the quarterback once. That was just an ugly performance on defense, yet, you know, Dan Quinn is still the apple of somebody's eye. You know, he's going to get these opportunities. I don't know if he'll land that coaching job. But, yeah, you have to question everything on the Cowboys right now, including Dan Quinn.
2: Clarence, so I think part of what feels unprecedented about this is um, the way the head coaching situation has happened. Obviously, it feels possible the Cowboys could move on from Mike McCarthy – I'm going to ask you to speculate how that would maybe happen or what it would maybe look like because the Cowboys very infamously drugged their feet, dragged their feet when it came to dismissing Jason Garrett, letting his contract run out, obviously, before hiring Mike McCarthy. And prior to that, I mean, they fired, you know, Wade Phillips midway through the season. And prior to that, you know, it was Bill Parcells walking away. Like, it's been like 20 years since they just kind of, like, fired a coach in a normal way. You know what I mean? Like, what, how long do you think, it, again, in a speculatory sort of way, would it take for a move to happen this week?
1: Yeah, I don't think it will take that long because there's too much going on. Too many coaching jobs, too many guys. You know, you have to get in line, you know, and and, and, and if you're going to make a change, you need to go and do so quickly, identify what you want to do and, 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 and start getting in, in in the carousel. You know, you Bill Belichick. You know, a lot of people have been talking about Bill Belichick to the Cowboys. Well, he interviewed with the Falcons, you know, yesterday. And so he's out there available to be interviewed, and, you know, uh, the Michigan coach Harbaugh interview with the Chargers yesterday. I mean, if you're going to get involved and get involved with some of these coaches, certainly some of these um, Big time head coaches or former head coaches like that, or or you want to get involved with some of these coordinators, you you got to to move on and, and, and get along with the process because the train is moving. So I don't see them, you know, letting anybody twist like they did Jason Garrett extent, even though he let Jason Garrett twist, he was already interviewing people and in, 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 in getting down the road on the Mike McCarty's of the world. But, uh, you know, he has to get the process going if that's what you're going to do. And I think that, you know, and I like Mike. You know, that's the thing about it. I really like Mike. Mm-hmm. I, mean, Mike I think Mike has been fair with us. I agree. You know, he certainly tried to talk to us. You, know, you guys talk to him all the time. He's a really nice guy. Uh, I, I like Mike. Uh, I just don't know how you can move forward with Mike as head coach. He's not selling yeah. to the fan because this fan base I think is a dis- is as disillusioned. And I thought the same thing last year, but you know, they made the change and they got ex- people excited again. Uh, but after doing everything they're done and going twelve and five again and that captain an MVP seating season to, to to go out there and lay an egg like that, I mean, people are done. You know, you have to do something to get people back.
2: Yeah, people want blood. Um in a similar way, Clarence, how soon? Because I mean, you know better than than us that it's inevitable that Dak's going to get, what, like the richest contract in NFL history this offseason, and people are going to freak out. But it feels like that has to happen very quickly uh, because, obviously, CeeDee Lamb's up, Micah Parsons is up, and Dak Prescott has that $60 million cap hit, you know, entering 2024. Like, it feels like that would have to happen very, very, very soon in terms of offseason proceedings to allow the Cowboys flexibility to do this, that, and the other.
1: Well, it doesn't have to happen until March, and and they got time. You know, they you know they it doesn't have to happen. I mean, t- until you know, the, the new league year, and then you get it. Because first of all, CD's under the fifth year option, right? Uh, and and Micah's really doesn't have a fifty option until the following year. You know, so it's not like you know they have they're in they have to be done right now. But you have to start getting your business done, and. A decision has to be made on Dak, and I know everybody wants blood with Dak, but the, but the business of the game is that there's nothing you can do with Dak, and it goes back to you dragging your feet with the contract yep. the first time, and you know you let Dak get all the leverage, and you got the four year deal. It's a tight four year deal. There's no trade clause in the contract. Everybody they they just need to get rid of Dak. What's well, really no nothing they can do about Dak? He has a 59 million dollar cap hit, Uh so if you if you get rid of him, okay. You know he has one year left on his deal. Let's just break it down, okay? He has one year left on his deal, okay? Uh, he has a no-trade clause, so you can't trade him. If you want to cut him, you have to eat sixty-one million dollars, okay? Because that's what the cap that, that's what it is—to get rid of him. Uh, that and that prevents you from doing anything, and certainly puts you doesn't help you win next year with a new coach or sign a new quarterback. And there's really no quarterback. You're not in the position to trade for a quarterback. I mean, trade up for a quarterback. and There's no. Veteran quarterback you want to trade for that's better than Dak, uh, you can let him play out his contract uh, and go into the last year of his deal. Uh, why not do that? Would you? Why not wait? Why not wait? Because, why, why not wait you, like you know, that's fine. You could let him do that, but then you got you're still eating fifty nine million dollars, and you can't address anybody else's deal. You can't address and CD. You, and and CD you can't wants tag him next year,
2: so you let him walk for nothing.
1: Well, I'm not saying yeah, you then, let yeah. him walk.
0: You just put yourself in a position where now, at least, you're not negotiating against yourself. You're negotiating against the rest of the league.
1: Well, yeah. Then Dak walk. Either way, whether you whether you let him walk or he walks, and 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 you put yourself in a position like you were before, where you either have Dak or nobody. Right. And and so you fine. You let him play out last year of his deal. You let him play out as a lane duck quarterback last year of his deal, playing for his money. He has a similar season like he has this year. I guarantee you he will have suitors line up the door, the Saints, car, somebody like that line up the door to, to do a, a Matt Stafford, so to speak, and go somewhere else in, in another situation. What will you have? You know, Because there's no guarantee you're going to be in position, even with him at quarterback, to be at the top of the draft to draft someone. and Again, I don't know what free agent makes a difference for you. So, I mean, and, and those are all on the table. I mean, I'm not, you know, you, mm-hmm. that's a legitimate point. That's a legitimate question. Right. You, know, What do you do? You know, do you roll that dice? You read you Clarence Hill Jr. every guy, day. Huh? Well, what you do
0: is read Clarence Hill Jr. every day because, let me tell you, I don't think they know what they're going to do. No. Do, do you get the sense that it was such no. a radical punch to the groin that they are reevaluating everything
1: right now? Yeah, because they've said in no uncertain terms, Dak's our quarterback. They said that before last season. They said that during this season, we're going to basically sign. We understand we're going to sign Dak to a new deal. But just like with Mike McCarthy, you have to reevaluate everything right now after what happened. Because, you know, if the goal is to get to the Super Bowl, and if you don't think this man after eight years is going to get you to a Super Bowl, how do you go forward with that type of money?
0: I can't even imagine. And if they're going to search for money to pay him and others, you know, every season has its change. Uh, who do you expect to be gone uh, next year, uh, just for salary cap or age reasons?
1: Well, I mean, I mean, there's a question with Zach Martin just because of what happened last year, you know. Right. And then you have, you know, Tyron Smith is out of contract. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and Michael Gallup certainly is gone with his contract. You know, Jaron Curse is out of contract. He's probably gone. That's you know, just that's just off the rip. You know, you got Hankins, who's a, you know your nose tackle is probably out of contract. Uh, you know, the safeties are signed. Uh but that's just, just that's those are just the starters off the rip that that you know that they're there questions to be had. Tyler I mean the uh Talla the center is out of contract. Do you re sign him and he's gonna want big money? And I don't think so, you sign Tyler Biotis. So So what do you do with think- left tackle?
2: Oh, I mean, you kick Tyler Smith out and you, you pray at left guard. That's all you, you kind of can do, right, if you don't prepare yeah. him back. But um, but so two years ago, Clarence, it f- the whole thing was like, we got to get tougher. We got to get some glass eaters. You know, we got we were soft against San Francisco a year ago. It was like, hey, these are just these are the dudes, right? Like we just we lost there. And, and Pollard got hurt. Like, you know, we got to get more explosive. Like. I recognize this is a really difficult question to answer, but like if you had to to bottle it down to one creed that the Cowboys kind of have to follow this off season, what is it? I mean, because it it feels impossible to to limit it to just one thing.
1: Well, you can limit to one thing, but you know, again, what 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 what, what it's, it's it's it has to be mental. It is mental with this team. They have to. Get mentally tough. They have to find some dudes that show up when it matters most. And that starts with, and that includes Michael Parsons, who, you know, first of all refuses, did not talk to the media, does his thing. But where was he Sunday? Mm. You know, who's going to get to these guys to prepare them to show up when it matters most in the playoffs? It's not some type of mental, mess up i mean they they do they need a shrink on the sideline i i just don't know who wakes you the hell up i, I go back to two years ago and mike mccarthy told us after the game that the team was not uh was scared going to that game against san francisco he said they were not ready to play and i'm like he said he sensed that before the game And i'm like how do you let them walk out there right i would have shaken the 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 walls in that locker room and say, "Wake the hell up!" Did you Let's get that go. sense? The playoffs. Did, did, and, did you get that same out feeling out on Sunday, Clarence?
0: Did you feel well, anything ahead of time at all? Like this is there something I, I, off? I didn't,
1: I didn't. I didn't feel anything ahead of time. But it's not my. I'm not with right. them. But I just know what I saw on the field, and you know, they weren't ready or they weren't prepared. I mean, I think they got. Out, they just simply got out skiing. They were not. You know, and I think this was a situation. That's why it's a coaching failure because clearly. The Packers schemed the Cowboys and and were prepared for everything the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys said we got this thing rolling. We're gonna, we're gonna do what we do and keep what we're doing, cause you know that you know, for teams that especially on defense, Nancourt didn't change anything. And, I mean, and, it, and, and and he got caught.
2: And that's that's just kind of their problem, right? Is is we're just gonna we're gonna be better than you. I mean it, you know, it, the Jazz you Green know, kind of principle, be I recognize would, that's an old what you example, do is but
1: not good enough. It,
2: yeah, exactly. If, if you get out-coached and out-worked, it's over. And they just kind of wave the white flag.
1: He
0: is Clarence Hill Jr. Of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Man, we want to thank you all season long. The knowledge you brought was unmatched. We appreciate your time this morning. Uh, have yourself a good week, man. It's going to be interesting.
1: All right, thank you guys, man.